0: Dead as soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, lips soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my I am your host, Wednesday Winters from Pumpkin Guts, and this is my My Bloody Valentine, <laughs> Tomb Spawn. Hi! So uh, today, in honor of Valentine's Day, because this will be coming out um, the Friday before Valentine's Day, we watched My Bloody Valentine, both the uh, original and the remake, and we're going to discuss our thoughts on those.
1: Yeah, and we definitely have some thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so to begin with, let's just kind of like, I just want to throw this out there because, uh, you know, I'm not sure anybody who's listening who, who listens to other like podcasts that do like movie reviews and stuff. This isn't going to be like your typical kind of movie review. We're not going to do like a shot by shot, like retelling of, of the movies or anything like that. We're just going to kind of go over some basic stuff about them. Um, If you haven't seen these movies, spoilers ahead. Uh, I don't recommend watching the 2009 movie, though. So uh, I hope that you don't care if we ruin that for you. But (laughs) we are going to talk about um, the endings of both of these films. So Paul Kelman, who played TJ in the 1981 My Bloody Valentine film, actually passed away this week,
1: which is really sad. Yeah, I hated that. Um, I would also like to go ahead and uh throw out a disclaimer here. I do sound pretty rough guys. I uh I have COVID. So just kinda look over my voice and if you hear me like hacking up a lung in the background, just kinda try to ignore that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, um...
1: so uh we will be covering the first the original movie first, of course. Like it came out in nineteen eighty one.
0: Yeah, um, and the director of that first film is uh, George Mihalka, (laughs) with writers Stephen Miller and John Beard. So, this movie, it was filmed in Canada. Uh, This is a Canadian movie, and there were some issues at the time when this was made with, uh, like... There was like some stuff going on with uh, like censorship kind of stuff. This movie has got some pretty good, uh, some some good kill scenes in it, in my opinion. But I know I remember as we were watching this, we both had an issue with one of the scenes.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's this one scene in the movie. It had such potential. It could have been so good. It like it was you could tell like it was gonna be so gory. And they pretty much completely censored it.
0: Right. And this scene was the scene in the uh, in the coal mine. Uh like not in the coal mine, but like up where the, the showers were at for the miners where they had killed one of the, the female characters that I can't remember her name because there's a million people in this movie. And her head has been like, what, like, I guess basically like the shower head is like shoved through the back of her head, right? Like it's coming out of her
1: mouth. Yeah. And like, okay, so all it shows, and like Wednesday said, like I don't remember these characters. I made it a point to remember the like main, main characters, but there are so many people in both of these movies movies like you're not and they die so quick like you're not gonna have any need to keep up with them really (laughs) but so basically like in in this scene that girl and her boyfriend you know they sneak off to have sex or whatever as one does in the 80s in a horror movie and uh so the guy's like oh i'm gonna go get us some beers and he like leaves her all alone and you know of course like the killer finds her and kills her or whatever and it don't really show any of it. But then it shows him coming back and finding her. And it just shows the side profile of, like, her face. And yeah. it could have been so good. And all I could figure is it had to have been something with censorship or a budget issue or something. Because they did not show anything. But it just showed, like, the water spewing from, like, her mouth and her eyes and stuff. And him staring right. at her.
0: Right. So what had happened... And Now, the article that I read, um, it did not specify that that scene, but it did say, though, that they kept having to cut, like, gore and uh, death scenes out of the movie because they were having issues getting it um, down to an R rating because the movie was considered to be so graphic. Now, they were being, like, extra harsh at the time because this is after the first Friday the 13th had come out. And there was a lot of backlash to that first Friday the 13th movie. And that's kind of, you know, like the, uh, because Paramount is the one that made this movie. And I guess they were just trying to cater a little bit to, um, you know, like to parents and the, and all that kind of stuff, so that they wouldn't get such bad reviews on the movie and like that kind of thing. So they kept just having to cut stuff now in the one that i that we watched so i actually had to pay for the one i watched uh i rented it on youtube for three dollars <laughs> um like in in that one there wasn't it didn't specify that it was the uncut version of the movie or anything like that but that was the only death scene that was really cut out of it now, there was another part though um which was part of my favorite death scene and you thought they were going to show the dead body a second time and they didn't so I'm wondering if that was also part, part of that too like if they were supposed to show that body again and they cut it out
1: which part are you talking about
0: so uh, my favorite death scene in this movie uh, which was honestly kind of sad because I did like the character. But this little uh, old lady who ran the laundry mat, she gets killed after receiving a um, a valentine, like a box of candy. And, well, she thinks it's a box of candy, but she opens it and it's a human heart. And then the murderer ki- kills her and puts her in the dryer. So when they find her and they open the dryer and her body flops out of it, she's like all burnt up and disgusting looking. And it was truly horrendous and I wasn't expecting it at all when I saw it but after they come coming back her body up you do see the um one of the investigators like uncover her body again and you think that they're going to show it again but then they don't so I'm I'm wondering if like if that was part of it if they were like well you can show that once but we're not showing it (laughs) once
1: I will say that especially for that time period, that was extremely graphic and I was not expecting it at all. Um, So like with that scene, like that lady finds the heart in the box or whatever. And then, it you know shows the it basically shows the killer killing that lady but like then it cuts to like the investigator showing up and like you know that her body's in the dryer because like you see the blood and he's looking around because he's like oh something smells awful in here or whatever but like i don't know i still didn't expect for that to happen i didn't expect it to be so graphic
0: yeah yeah i was blown i was i was really blown away honestly by by that because i just wasn't i don't know like i was kind of expecting just one of those scenes where you know they find the dead body and she's got like a knife through her heart or something like that or you know whatever i was just not expecting her to be burnt up inside of a dryer like that really just ugh that was gross
1: <laughs> yeah i know it was it ugh. They did a really good job, though, with, like, like for it to be 1981, like, all the deaths pretty much were pretty graphic. Like, um I will say, like, I'd say the shower head scene was still, like, my favorite kill, even though they didn't show it. It, it could have gone so much, like, harder had they actually showed it instead of just, like, the side of her face or whatever. But it was still really cool, and I've never seen um a death quite like that one. Yeah. So I liked it pretty good um but another one in that movie that was pretty uh graphic was when they killed my man my favorite uh hollis was his name (laughs) i'm gonna call him the mustache man though because if you ever watch this movie you'll know who it is because he's got this big glorious curly mustache
0: your mustachioed (laughs) lover yeah i love (laughs)
1: him (laughs) but so he like makes it almost to the end of the movie. And I thought for sure he was going to make it out. But, uh, so also if anybody knows, like, tell me why they have nail guns in the coal mines. Like what's the need for that? (laughs) But, you know, spoiler alert, (laughs) Hollis gets killed with a nail gun. Like the killer shoots the nail gun through his head several times. And he actually doesn't even die on the spot. He like uh fumbles away with like five nails through his skull. Yeah. And that was pretty <laughs> gross too. And it pretty well showed it. Like yeah. showed the nails going into his face, so that was rough too. Um
0: you know what I just realized, <laughs> but we didn't really go into what this we didn't go into what this movie was about. We just jumped into it and started talking about Oh my god,
1: Goodbye. we <laughs> <laughs> we're just like okay let's talk about it
0: we're just uh, like existing under the assumption that everybody has seen this movie and they know what it is (laughs) okay well the 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 short very very short plot of this of the 1981 my bloody valentine movie according to um google is friends defy the rules of a legendary murderer and discover that he is real when they start celebrating valentine's day Now, honestly, I know that sounds like a very small, like, short thing, but that that actually sums it up pretty nicely in my opinion. My Bloody Valentine is, uh, from 1981, is a slasher film where the murderer is a coal miner. And it's basically just, you know, like, he's got a legend around him and the uh, kids in the town, well, quote unquote kids, because I don't know how old these people actually are supposed to be.
1: Um, It's really hard to tell because, like, okay, so they all definitely look like they're in their 20s or 30s. They all work in the coal mines or, like, in these, (laughs) like, various places in the town. But they all act like 15-year-olds. Like, they're all acting like high schoolers. Like, there's this one scene where, like, they're all getting off work, like the coal miners or whatever, and they're, like, trying to pants each other and stuff like that. And it's like... Me, personally, I don't know any, like, 35-year-old men who feel like doing that after working a big shift in the coal mines, but I digress. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) That's just something that really bothered me a lot. I have no idea (laughs) how old these people are.
0: (laughs) So, like, basically, your original murderer is uh, a guy named Harry, who was a coal miner when the coal mines had collapsed um, a couple of decades prior He survived by basically eating the other coal miners. And by the time they uncovered him, you know, like he had gone insane, essentially. And he's supposed to be in a mental asylum there. And then as it's leading up to Valentine's Day, people in town like start getting murdered. And there are like Valentine cards that start popping up. that are like ominous and like warning them like that they can't celebrate valentine's day now this this town is called like something like valentine's bluff right that's where they live at isn't it
1: yeah that's it it's valentine's bluff in case you guys were wondering why it was like so why it was centered around valentine's day this little town is like obsessed with valentine's day because of their name so like everywhere (laughs) that you go in this little town they're all like decked out for valentine's day which is the weirdest shit to me because like i don't know anybody who likes it that much but like (laughs) every little store in the town is like got little hearts everywhere and everybody's sending each other hearts to chocolate and whatever they even like have like a like a town valentine's social and they're like talking about this like valentine's day dance that they're gonna have
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's what everybody is so excited about. Like they're going to have this dance and but this the this person this killer is telling them like if you have that dance I'm I'm going to come kill everybody. And the the again quote unquote kids are like dead set on not canceling their dance. Like they are going to do whatever they have to do to make sure that it still happens. Um also a uh, fun fact This movie was released on February 11th, 1981, in America. And this episode is coming out on February
1: 11th. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. We We didn't mean to
1: do that, but like...
0: (laughs) Totally coincidental, but but here it is. (laughs) (laughs) This movie, it, it was considered a failure by Paramount because they spent 2.3 million dollars making the movie and it only uh made 3.3 million in the box office so that wasn't enough for them to say that it was successful but a lot of people do love this movie this is like a cult classic um there's even uh there's a little uh, band that i like called horror section and they have a little album album they put out last year that is a that's like themed around this movie
1: i will say that i actually enjoyed the 1981 version a lot Mm -hmm. i feel like it was um set up very much just like a classic 80s slasher the only thing that it didn't have and i was shocked about it but uh like you were saying about the um ratings and stuff like that that's probably why but like there was no nudity at all there was no nudity
0: There was not, and it started out in a way that you thought there was going to be. Like it started out, it's the movie starts with a scene of two people going into the coal mines together, one of them being a, which you don't know until they take off their mining gear because they both have those like gas masks and stuff on, but. One of them is a woman who is, like, kind of dressed kind of, like, sexy and has, like, a little heart tattooed above her uh, boob. And, you know, <laughs> it really looks like these two people are going to, you know, <laughs> that they're going to they're gonna get real spicy. <laughs> yeah. And then she is impaled on a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, Big axe a pickaxe yeah she's impaled on a pickaxe before anything can happen
1: Um, and that's like the only scene in the whole movie where anybody is even remotely like like um exposed and she wasn't even completely exposed she's wearing like a bra yeah and that was it
0: right now there are two other scenes in the movie that are um like that you think they're gonna lead into being also into being sex scenes but like in both of those scenes, neither nobody in them is like even naked or anything like that. Like they are fully clothed, essentially. <laughs> you know, her death—like she dies—you don't really hear anything about her. You don't know who who this woman is. Nobody it talks about anybody being missing or anything like that. But it, don't they find that heart there at the scene where the woman died in the dryer? Yeah. And then when the when that heart is examined, it's determined that. <laughs> it's determined that it was a uh, a female's heart probably in her 30s <laughs> yeah
1: i just wonder like i'm sure there's not any people with doctorates listening to this <laughs> but i just wonder <laughs> can you really look at a heart and be like oh this was definitely a female in her 30s yeah
0: i was very like surprised whenever that happened <laughs> and then something else that's going on in this movie and it's It kind of is a a little bit of something, to, I guess, to mislead the viewer. But you've got TJ and you've got Axel, your two main characters. And they're in a rivalry with each other because they both like the same girl, which is Sarah. Now, I feel real bad for Sarah because these guys don't give her much of a say in anything. Like, they're just fighting each other over her without considering what she might want. There's even a part in it where TJ essentially forces her to get into a car with him so he can take her somewhere to have a conversation with her and um if it were me I wouldn't want either of these guys they both have like anger issues they're very possessive like I just don't know why you you would even be interested in in either of them like if it were me I would be like nah
1: nah I kind of hated them both
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) TJ's accent kills me (laughs)
1: i feel like this review is a little bit all over the place but like while you're talking about that scene i would like to mention how that was like one of those scenes that felt completely um out of place in this whole movie and had no need at all to be there Yeah, uh, was after tj forces sarah into the car they like go to this like cliff or whatever and have this really like deep heart to heart and there's like this really romantic like piano music playing in the background and like <laughs> the winds blowing through her hair. Yeah and you like
0: really feel like you've been transported to like a, a lifetime movie.
1: Yeah, because it was so dramatic too like uh it like zoomed in on her face. She like whips her hair back and she's crying. She's got her two little artificial tears running down her face. <laughs> and she's like TJ why didn't you write me? <laughs> And then he kisses her with such force that, like, you could just see his tongue going down her throat. Like, it's disgusting. Like, he's, like, licking her tonsils. (laughs) And I'm just like, what is this? Why is this here? I also don't even, I don't, do you remember if it even mentioned why TJ left in that movie? Like, if there was a reason? Because we'll get to that in a minute. But in the new movie, it does say why he leaves.
0: Um, I don't. I don't remember if it says it. It doesn't seem like it, it. Maybe it does. I don't know. If somebody who's listening to this right now knows the answer to that, just, like, comment it somewhere or something because I'm not sure. Um, but we know that he's been away for a little bit. And I guess, like, while he was gone and because he didn't write to Sarah about anything, uh, she thought that they weren't together anymore, I guess. And that's why she had started seeing Axel.
1: Yeah, so, like, all through this movie, like, that's the biggest thing is, like, TJ and Axel are, like, feuding about Sarah. Long story short, it gets to be, like, the day that they're supposed to have the uh, Valentine's Day dance, right? And the killer has told the sheriff, hey, if you have this dance, we're going to, you know, I'm going to kill everybody. (laughs) And so he cancels the dance, but he doesn't bother to tell anybody, hey, there's a killer on the loose. That's why we're not having the dance. He's just like, we're not doing it yeah so all the uh kids slash thirty five year olds I don't know what they are <laughs> they uh they're like no, we're gonna have the dance anyway, we're gonna do what we want, and then they decide to um like it's not really a dance but like basically they just get a bunch of liquor and have a party at the bar yeah is what they do essentially
0: well then they they move it to the um to the coal mine, to that place where they have the have lunch and stuff at at the mines. That's where. They, oh yeah, they that's
1: what there. it was. It was like a convention center or something, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, something like that. And um, that was like right there at the front of where the the mines was at. And like that, <laughs> there's a, so there's a guy like this old old guy in the town who's that like that person that's like your uh, knows everything about the legend kind of person and he keeps like trying to warn them and stuff you know he's like harry's gonna get you he's gonna kill you like don't... <laughs> and he tries to scare them he sets up that uh that dummy in the in like the doorway of where they're gonna have that party at because he's like i'm gonna show them i'm gonna keep them from having the party and <laughs> and he keeps opening the door so <laughs> it'll pop out and he keeps laughing about it oh my god
1: yeah so like he made this like fake dummy of the killer and like you open the door and it's like it's stabbing you and he keeps opening it and it's like popping out and he's like ha 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 and he does it like five times in a row and you're just like okay bro like that's enough and then finally finally like i feel like it was way overdone but finally he opens it and the actual killer is there and stabs him and kills him right which is uh, what everybody knew was getting ready to happen. but I'm just like,, why do you do that for so long?
0: Right? Okay, and so every time because you know they're following this big group of people through this movie, like this this group of friends that hangs out together, it, there's like 15 of them. and uh, but every time something happens, TJ's not there. like he's nowhere to be found. So they're, they really, really try to persuade you to, that TJ's your killer. and um, But at the same time, though, because it takes a while before you learn if if the real Harry is alive or not, because he's supposed to be in a, a mental asylum. And when the police call to try and check to make sure he's still there, nobody there can tell them. They tell them that they're not sure. And then
1: you do find yeah, like out. They can't, they can't find his file or whatever.
0: Yeah. But you do find out that Harry's been dead for like five years at this point. So then you know it's not it's not the original Harry who's doing this stuff. It's it's a copycat. Um but yeah, you really do start to believe that it's T J because like he disappears and then he pops back up and like uh every time he's gone for a little bit, he you know, somebody else dies, something happens. Um, I think one of the the weirdest parts of that movie too though that cracked me up was that hot dog scene
1: <laughs> you know that was like they picked somebody that was like completely obscure that wasn't even like i don't even believe he was mentioned before this scene no i don't remember really. his name
0: his little outfit but... was nice though he had like a <laughs> black button up and a red pile got some dry way vibes going on
1: <laughs> he was a cute little guy i hate that he died like 30 seconds in but okay so like this little dude um he shows up during the the dance or whatever and one of the main characters is like hey go in the kitchen and what was it check on the hot dogs or get us a beer or something and
0: he goes in there and the lights are off but there's a pot of hot dogs on the stove boiling. there's a
1: single pot with like four hot dogs mind you and there's like 30 people at this party and i'm like who the who are you feeding there's why like four you- hot dogs boiling in this pot and he just walks over and he stares at him for a minute
0: why are the hot dogs in there unintended boiling like
1: in the dark and there's only like four what is the purpose
0: yeah like like who le- who put food on and then just left it unintended <laughs> <laughs> and didn't even bother to actually put a full pack of hot dogs in there no.
1: <laughs> so anyway you probably know what's coming but uh the killer shows up behind this little cute guy this no-name guy that we did you know little gerard way and uh, <laughs> grabs the back of his head and shoves his face down in this boiling water yeah and then it like cuts off
0: Right, yeah, you don't actually see directly after that.
1: No, you don't, like, see him die, but his body does show back up later. They must have had somebody on set that was real good with, like, burn prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. Because this was also another one of those. Somebody opens the fridge, and I don't know, they don't look down or whatever, but that guy's body is, like, in the fridge, and his face is all burned.
0: Right. Um, And then, while this party is going on... Uh, we're kind of getting towards the end of this movie so but like while this party's going on and stuff some of the characters decide that they want to go down into the coal mines and because the, that's
1: the logical thing to do
0: right Because we're all completely
1: like, shit based and <laughs>
0: and the girls are like real excited about it you know and they're like yeah yeah i want to go down in the mines i want to see what's down there and and the whole, only thought that i had when they were doing this was like Okay, I mean, I know it's not, it's definitely not safe. Like, you shouldn't just be going and doing that. But also, Sarah, your one of your main characters, she has on a completely white outfit. And I'm just like, you are dressed in all white and you want to go into a coal mine.
1: like I would also talking- like to point out why you're talking about their clothes real quick. None of them are dressed for the time of year and the place that they're in. Because right. this is supposed to be the middle of February in Pennsylvania, and they're all wearing, like, short sleeves and mini skirts.
0: Yeah, like, nobody's got warm-looking warm, warm looking clothes on. And also, I don't know what time of the year they actually filmed this movie, but they really actually filmed it in Canada. So, I mean, I'm sure it was probably cold there, too, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so they, they make the choice to go down in the mines. Now, something and i guess they maybe threw this in to be a little bit misleading but it's axel who is with them who's gonna go down in the mines and so like it's axel sarah a couple that i don't know their names and then hollis and his girlfriend and that's the ones that are going and tj is like you can't take them down into the mines you know there's no girls allowed in the mines
1: no women in the mines
0: yeah and I was like what (laughs) but so they they do it though they go down and they're on this like little uh train car kind of thing that takes them down in there and everybody's really excited and and stuff and then that's when they start finding the dead bodies up at the top so that's kind of where the panic starts to set in and stuff and uh like the sheriff and everybody's there at this point and they're trying to you know save whoever they can save and then they start making their journey down into the mines to get the remainder of the of the uh party goers out of there
1: at this point uh tj does go down into the mine and he's like trying to rescue everybody or whatever and he meets up with all the people that are still alive Mm -hmm. which um this point i'm thinking is um who all was still there when tj got there
0: Everybody is there except for that couple. They're they're dead already, but you don't know that yet. But like everybody else is out there. Um, oh my god! Wait a minute. I was brought... Axel doesn't voluntarily go down in there with them either because him I and he was just go Hollis and
1: Howard. Time.
0: It was that goofy guy that Howard. Funny, yeah, and and the uh, and Hollis and then that couple and Sarah and Hollis's girlfriend. That that's who it was but not axel because axel and tj go down there together and you're like oh axel and tj are are making up because uh they're both trying to save the their love interest or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah there was a couple of scenes throughout this movie that was like that like they had a very weird like love hate relationship i'm thinking maybe a- axel and tj used to be like friends or whatever and they're just feuding over sarah because yeah. like there's this other scene where they're just like talking and somehow start talking about Sarah and then, like, getting a fist spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, they go down there. And, again, to make it seem as if TJ is your murderer, TJ will go off on his own looking for somebody. And then that person, they find them dead after he comes back. Like, that's what keeps happening. Um, your little couple that went off by themselves to go hook up or whatever, they're dead. They've been, like, I believe, impaled by something. And then, uh, you know, everybody else starts freaking out at this point. And do you remember how, how- Howard dies? Because I can't remember. Uh, uh, oh, he. Okay, wait. He's the one that runs away, right? Like he runs off in the other direction for some reason.
1: Yeah, because he's like, screw you guys.
0: Yeah, but I still don't remember. I don't think it showed what happened to him. I do think he. I mean, you you believe that he's dead, but I don't think it actually shows that he him dies. Doesn't
1: it show him fall? Whenever they're like climbing that ladder,
0: yeah, he is the one that the body that falls. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so Howard runs off because he's freaking out, and then this is
1: after Hollis has gotten killed,
0: yeah, because Hollis gets uh, they... that's
1: why he ran away because Hollis got killed, and Sarah and Patty, which is Hollis's girlfriend are there and they're like crying or whatever over hollis's body and howard's (laughs) like i'm getting out of here screw you guys and he runs away yeah and then suddenly tj shows up (laughs) yeah and then
0: uh and then axel is there and they're all trying to make their way out and then like axel seemingly falls into water and drowns
1: all it does is yeah like they're like walking through there and um all it does is like you hear a big splash and they turn around they're like oh my god axel and like there's this huge body of water randomly for some reason and uh it just shows bubbles or whatever yeah and tj's like whoops too late for him <laughs> let's go guys all <laughs> right yeah
0: so so now you know supposedly axel's dead which goes even more to make you think tj's a murderer and then they make it to the ladder to try to get out and as they're climbing up the ladder, uh, Patty start is, like, crying the entire time. And, like, Sarah climbs up behind her and is, like, basically using her lower body to push her to make her keep going up the, <laughs> up the
1: ladder. And, yeah, they're, like, 100 feet in the air. And she's, like, on top of her.
0: Yeah, because Patty's like, I'm not going any further. I can't do this. And, you know, whatever. And it's but, wet
1: and they're both in high heels, like
0: yeah and then that's when that body falls Howard's body falls down and is dead and I think his head flies off or something,
1: <laughs> and is dead
0: <laughs> and blood splatters like all over them and yeah you know, and then so then they come back down and then you have this really uh like uncomfortably drawn out scene of in slow motion almost of like tj and A- axel like fighting each other on that um little train car thing <laughs> and then basically you know they they fight it out what does patty die
1: i think she does but i can't remember how
0: okay so we're gonna say patty died but we don't know we don't remember how and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, it must not have been very memorable i guess at this point it's just kind of like okay another one you know (laughs) because but um like the oh wait no
1: so wait no because what happened is um wasn't sarah running across that train car yeah and the killer was chasing her yeah that's what it was so patty and sarah were together in the mines and then the killer kills patty
0: yeah 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 you're right
1: and then he's chasing her across the train cars and it's just very like lackluster like it's just like they're barely like crawling over (laughs) them
0: it's so uncomfortable
1: and then that's when tj shows up isn't it and you realize oh tj's not the killer because here's tj
0: yeah so do you know they actually kept it from the cast like who the killer was until the until the day that they shot that because they didn't want it to get like leaked out or anything
1: that's really cool yeah Um, okay so spoiler alert guys it wasn't tj it was (laughs) axel
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then um at the end you know the cops are there and all that stuff and axel gets his arm ripped off and continues to run and run through a small like messed up portion of the mine, laughing and singing and that's the end of the movie
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Sarah, be my bloody Valentine. And then it goes off. <laughs> also, um, so his reason for going on this killing spree, it shows it has like a five second flashback. Scene. Yeah, a little flashback. And all it shows is like, apparently, whenever Harry went on his killing spree, uh, Axel's dad was like one of the foremen over the mines that harry blamed for him getting trapped in the mines and he killed him in front of axel so axel i guess was like i'm gonna do the same thing like in revenge i don't really understand that but (laughs) i didn't get that plot twist but that was his reason for going on this killing spree
0: it had a little bit of, I know you haven't watched that movie, but it had a little bit of the Silent Night, Deadly Night kind of vibe to it in that sense because um, like in Silent Night Deadly Night, your main character, he becomes a, a murderer, a Santa Claus he dresses like Santa Claus and murders people because he saw somebody murder his parents like that was dressed like Santa Claus. So
1: <laughs> Well, I guess essentially that's the same kind of deal
0: yeah it's like a some sort of weird trauma response i guess
1: yeah but... okay so that's the first movie i know it was pretty chaotic but <laughs> <laughs> <We> <laughs> if you are guys chaos. are interested in watching it i do i will recommend the first movie i thought the first movie was pretty good for what it was if you like classic slasher movies like old 80s style movies you would like this movie it It very much
0: i paid to watch
1: it (laughs) oh yeah definitely it was uh it very much had like a friday the 13th kind of vibe to it without the boobs and the sex (laughs) you know like yeah they cut that stuff out which i was shocked about but yeah okay so (laughs) moving on to the dumpster fire that was the second movie So, My
0: Bloody Valentine remake was made in 2009 with uh, Patrick Lucier as the director and the writers. um, Stephen Miller actually had some hand in the writing of this, which is your writer from the original movie. But I don't know how much of it because there were three writers. He was mentioned as one and then Zane Smith and Todd Farmer. And then this one the 2009 one was actually filmed in Pennsylvania. And I think that's probably the coolest thing about it because it was actually filmed in the place that the, the movie takes place in.
1: Yeah. And I know that a lot of money was spent on this movie because it came out in theaters and it was 3d. Yeah. And there are a lot of scenes where you could tell that they just threw them in there to be 3d. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about when I say that, like, (laughs) like they'll throw something like at the, screen you know and it'll be real slow-mo and it'll like look like it's got like weird like waves around it and stuff and look like it's like you know stabbing into the camera lens and things like that like there is a lot of scenes like that in this movie right yeah
0: yeah like where it'll it'll look like like the pickaxe is actually stuck through the screen or yeah whatever like i mean i'm sure when you're watching it when you were watching it and in the theater or something that was probably
1: okay well i mean for that time period and like that was back when 3d stuff was like big or whatever but like to just be like i don't know if they had any other versions that you could watch but that is the only one that i found was the 3d version now just watching like a normal version of this movie might have been different but it just was very off-putting like because it was constant too like it was every couple minutes they was throwing something in there that you're like oh there's for the 3d effect you know
0: right and like um so they did spend 14 million dollars to make this movie and
1: jensen ackles (laughs) is in this movie so if you guys like supernatural don't watch it because you're gonna gonna get a (laughs) a much different view on him like okay so in this movie he's tj or tom yeah so his name is still tom in the first movie but they call him tj they actually call him tom in this movie and the actors that play tom and axel are about the only reason to watch this movie because they're both very attractive (laughs) (laughs) but like i don't know um this movie like they just come in freaking guns blazing like they do not even give you time to breathe before they start just killing everybody
0: like, the way that they did your backstory set up with this movie was they did that thing where your opening scene, your opening sequence for, like, it, it showed you the backstory in newspaper clippings. And it was... So were 3D. Yeah, they were 3D. So it was basically, <laughs> like, uh, that a mine blew up there in Pennsylvania because of... Um, the mine blew up because... Uh, Tom, Tom was working in the mines and he was supposed to check the, the methane levels and he didn't. And so the mine blows up and people die because of that. And, you know, it shows like that he had to go through a trial and all this kind of stuff, but that he ultimately wasn't held accountable for it. And everybody in the town in turn hates him because that happened. Um, And then in your, your first part of the movie, after you get through that, a year later, and Harry has been in a coma for one year in the hospital.
1: All right, so keep this in mind when I tell you about this next part. This man has been in a coma for a year, okay? So it cuts to him in the hospital, and he wakes up out of his coma, Like, a nurse is, like, over him and, like, checking his, like, stats and stuff like that. And then suddenly, it cuts from that to, like, everyone in the hospital is dead. Like, everybody. Like, 30 freaking people are dead.
0: Yeah, like, he has- And, like, brutally,
1: too. And he's, like, drew all over the freaking walls, like, little hearts and will you be mine and blood and whatever. (laughs) And this man has been in a coma for a year. How did he, like, have the energy to move? like that you know like because he like gutted these people too it wasn't even just like oh like stab stab like no he freaking just pulled their intestines out and drew on the walls and he was missing so yeah yeah that's how the movie starts out
0: some of these people are literally like ripped in half and i have to tell you going from watching that first movie to that confused me to death like i did not I didn't understand what was happening because that was just so outlandish and so crazy. And on top of that, for some reason, Tom's friends are having a party... At the mine where this tragedy happened at.
1: Down in the mine. And like his girlfriend, who, by the way, is Sarah at the time, because that's how this movie starts out. It's a little bit different from the other one. It starts out when it's a year later when Tom and uh, Sarah are still dating. They're still together. So they're very young right and, and then it starts out and sarah's like tom are you sure it's okay to go to this party and you know he's very apprehensive because obviously like why would she even drag him to that like that's where he caused a bunch of people to die but i digress <laughs> so they like go down in this mine, and all their friends are like partying or whatever keep in mind this is literally like three four minutes into this movie and suddenly, Harry shows up, you know, in his whole minor getup, and, like, you know it's him at this point. And he's just, he just starts killing everybody, like, brutally killing everybody. Like, there's just blood everywhere. And, like, like, there's this one scene where he takes, like, a shovel, and he shoves it into this girl's face. Yeah. And cuts her, like, skull in half. And, like, her body just, like, slides down a pole, and, and like, the top of her head is, like, on this shovel
0: yeah it's completely disgusting
1: it's just very brutal like they just pulled out all the stops for the first five minutes of this film okay and it's like you're thinking to yourself you're like what are they gonna do for an hour and a half
0: yeah well and then so harry is stopped by the cops they shoot him kill him uh and your uh your your main characters get away which is axel tom sarah and a girl that they're friends with that i guess is supposed to be maybe hanging out with axel at this point in time and then it skips to 10 years later and uh tom's been gone from this town for that long and he comes he's coming back into town to settle some stuff because his dad died and like i guess his dad like owned the mine or whatever and so he's like coming there to figure out like you know he wants to sell the mine and- but so okay at the bit, like we were saying at the beginning of this movie all these deaths occur in quick succession just one right after the other no time for character development just death death death, death. well 10 years later when you're at the uh, the hotel where tom is going to stay at his friend is there from the beginning of the movie, the the girl that I guess was with Axel at that point in time, she's there uh in the hotel because I think that they're trying to portray that maybe she's a sex worker and she is like uh with a client also and the guy has been recording them in the act and she was unaware of it and she's upset about it. But this entire thing, this girl is nude.
1: Frontal, like, 100% nude.
0: Yes, like, shows full frontal nudity of this woman, okay? Now, like, and it's her fighting with this guy because she knows that, like, he shows her that he recorded her. So, she has this fight with him. He's trying to leave. She runs outside, like, chasing after him to try to prevent him from leaving. Still naked.
1: Still showing her entire body, mind you. Yes. Running. So-
0: There's almost not any time that this this woman is on screen where they don't show her whole body. And, like, so she comes out there. She's fighting with the guy. The guy gets killed by the the killer who is in his vehicle. Now, this is your first kill at the 10-year mark. Like, so this is the first murder that you're seeing. He gets a pickaxe shoved through his head. He's dead. Uh, She takes off running. This this goes on. It takes, i am I don't know this scene was very long I think that it took 10 minutes though you basically have 10 minutes of this nude woman
1: just running around with her like boobs bouncing everywhere her vagina hanging out
0: yeah honestly I was kind of like I was rooting for her a little bit I was hoping that she wasn't just gonna die but you know because they they had her in the in the seen for so long so i wasn't really expecting her to end up dying but no i thought for
1: sure she'd get away her name was irene by the way that was uh sarah and tom's friend from back in the day and axel i think
0: okay yeah and then so but then she does finally get murdered but i mean it's like 10 minutes and she's the only kill in this movie that they show the the victim for that amount of time and you know they did that just so they could put that nudity in there
1: yeah because like it wasn't even just like her boobs like it was her whole body like it was like porn level nudity
0: yeah and i mean like there's a whole like fight scene of her rolling around underneath this bed and like then holding the bed frame up trying to use it as a shield and you know, just a bunch of stuff like that. And then the the murderer finally does kill her, and he guts her. And he also kills this poor little tiny lady who was running the hotel. Yeah,
1: I was so sad about that. There was this little woman um, who ran the hotel. I don't remember what her name was. And she had this little dog that, like...
0: The dog's name was Louie. Louis,
1: <laughs> Lewis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they had, like, a whole scene, like, a whole 30-second scene of just, like, watching him trot around.
0: yeah. And, and again too like this goes back to the whole thing of them showing this naked lady for so long this little tiny lady's death is very fast she walks into the room and then gets like the pickaxe shoved through the bottom part of her face and she gets killed there's nothing to it you know she's dead and every other every other death in this movie is like that the killer sees the person kills them Every time, but but Irene, they're like, "Oh, nudity! Let's put all the nudity in there. Let's just show all this
1: nudity." (laughs) And if I remember correctly, I think that's the only nudity in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, but I just but like like,
1: they went hard. They made sure they got it in there.
0: Yeah, it was very uh, objectifying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, like in the in this, you know, the at this ten year mark, Axel and Sarah are married to each other um Axel is a police officer he's also a douche he uh is cheating on Sarah he is running around just doing whatever he wants and Sarah's working as like a manager I believe at like a grocery store
1: yeah and and the girl that Axel's cheating on her with is uh like the cashier at that grocery store by the way
0: right yeah so which adds a whole nother weird element into it and now, this movie, though, once you get past, like, that stuff and that real brutal beginning scene and stuff, there is a lot of that movie that's just real boring, and I did not care about it at all.
1: <laughs> Which is exactly why I said, like, what are these people going to do for the next hour and a half? And I was right. They didn't have anything to do for an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, like, it was uh, it was honestly very torturous to make it through that movie, and I was bored to death. The biggest thing is that, like, the bi- I I think like for so I know this is real close to the end of the movie, but the next memorable thing that I can think of with this movie is that like throwback scene
1: with. There was the, a couple little throwback scenes in it, and that's about the only thing that I can say was like good about this movie. Yeah, was that they decided to pay tribute to the original.
0: Right. Yeah. Like so you have like um there's a scene where the with the dryer like they did a throwback with that cuz like uh the killer comes into Sarah and axel's home and kills their kids babysitter and then they put her dry, her her dryer they put her dryer in <laughs> <and> a body <laughs> in <it. laughs> they put her body in the dryer and turn it on and um and then you know so you you have that scene again with like the burnt Crispy body coming out of the dryer. The other scenes were kind of small things, but there were a couple of little other throwbacks, like the uh the suits that because there was a part in the original movie where like the mining suits all like start fall- dropping down from the ceiling when that girl that gets her uh, head shoved onto the faucet gets killed, and they did that in the remake. And then there was also a part in the original. Where uh, the killer was busting the the light bulbs in the in the coal mine, and then that happens again in this. But of course, when it happens in this, it does this. I don't know. I honestly like all the things in this movie there isn't a lot to talk about to me like all the the next thing that i'm thinking of is basically the end of the movie
1: yeah like most of the interesting stuff that happens in this movie is in the first like 10 minutes and then it's just a whole whole lot of like just boring filler yeah it's like except i will say the only twist on this one is they they still did it to where they made you think that the killer was tom right like
0: Uh, well they made you think that the killer was axel in this one
1: well it's like it could have went either way because like in the beginning it was like showing like axel watching tom or whatever and it's like oh he was everywhere that like people were dying and whatever but then it like twisted and it made you think that it was axel and like it kept going back and forth and you like actually didn't even know like you could not tell you're like i don't know who it is
0: yeah because there's a part where uh sarah is in the vehicle with tom and like she's on the phone with axel and they're kind of like arguing trying to because and she doesn't know who to believe like because they're both like tom's like it's axel Axel's the murderer and axel is like no tom's the murderer and sarah just is like i don't know who to believe i don't know like you know and she starts freaking out and that's honestly kind of the feeling you get too like man like i don't know it could be either one of them
1: and then finally like uh how do they end up back in the mind in this movie because it's definitely not it's not as uh, simple as like the first movie there wasn't like a valentine's day dance that wasn't no. really a focus at all in this movie
0: I think that, uh, well, I know she goes, so Sarah goes out to that house to, uh, there's like a house (laughs) that um, Axel had been going to where he was cheating on her at and she goes out there and she finds all these Valentine's Day like hearts in the closet and stuff. So she even further believes that it's probably Axel. And then I don't remember why she goes to the mine. I know the mine is close to where that house is at, but I cannot remember how they get back there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why they're there, but somehow all three of them end up there. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, this showdown. <laughs> yeah. And, and Axel and Tom are both, like, you know, pointing fingers at each other and trying to get Sarah to kill the other one.
0: But it turns out that, uh, what's his name, uh, Tom is got some kind of, like, mental disorder. And he is taking on the personality of harry but he thinks that he's seeing harry like he sees him walking up to them and he starts freaking out and he's like there he is don't you see him don't you see him and nobody else can see him he's the only one who can see
1: him yeah and then that's- because we forgot to mention this but in the description of this movie it says that everyone is being killed by the ghost of harry
0: yeah like they tried to kind of i guess make you think some kind of paranormal thing could be going on but Uh, they didn't do a good job of that, in my opinion. But like they with the whole, (laughs) they still use the mental illness trope, but they did it in a different way. You know, Tom ends up being your murderer, and it kind of does like this flashback kind of thing to different scenes to explain to you how he was actually the one doing it, and that he was actually Harry the whole time.
1: Well, yeah, like
0: but like the whole time in the future, like. (laughs) not originally the deal
1: the deal in this movie is like the whole time that Tom was gone he was in a mental institution yeah and then like he just actually lost his mind
0: right and then you know like they think that they killed him and whatever but it turns out that he actually killed somebody and took their mining gear and he escaped uh that movie just sucked i'm sorry i i I had a hard time talking about that (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was terrible, guys. Like, I don't recommend it unless you just want to watch something for a bunch of, like, gore and, um I don't know, 3D scenes when you don't have 3D glasses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it was, and it was so, it was two hours long and it was completely unnecessary. There was no reason for it to be that long. It was just not. Especially
1: I, since they had all of the scenes that mattered in the first 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Right. The
1: only thing that I'll say for that movie that I did like, I liked the twist ending on it. And again, like this is nothing but spoilers, so if you have any intention of watching these movies, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway, I don't guess. Like at the very end of the new movie, how in that first movie, how they had Axel and he like... Uh, you know he got his arm cut off and he ran off like into the fire laughing maniacally <laughs> and he's like Sarah be my bloody valentine like it kind of had that same kind of thing go on with Tom but so they find Tom in the rubble, and they think he's dead mm-hmm. and he wakes up and he kills this uh paramedic guy yeah and he takes his uniform it cuts to the the end scene of the movie, and he, like, takes off his mask or whatever, and it's Tom, and he, like, laughs or whatever, and he's got this, like, crazy look in his eye, and then the movie goes off.
0: Yeah. Now, this movie did really good box office-wise, but it still didn't receive good criticism, understandably. So, there was supposed to have been a sequel, but they canceled it before it even started.
1: Yeah, I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 61 yeah. or something like that. It did not do great.
0: No, it it it, it definitely, uh, it, it just wasn't good.
1: <laughs> and what's funny is I think uh, critic reviews actually gave it better than the uh, audience reviews, which is usually the other way around. I think yeah. audience reviews, if I remember right, was just like 29 or 39 or something like that. Right. But it was just... My personal opinion, I think it was trash. I hated it. I would never watch it again.
0: Yeah, so for you for for uh, our listeners out there, if you were looking for a a horror movie to watch for Valentine's Day, I would recommend watching My Bloody Valentine, the original from nineteen eighty one. I would never recommend watching the one from 2009. Oh but, no, you know, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a big waste of time. I don't know. I I guess that really about wraps this up. I give uh, I give the 1981 film um uh, like a, like four stars because I would watch that again. I give the uh, 2009 one no stars at all because ew
1: negative negative (laughs) one star
0: well uh thank you all for listening and uh i hope you all have a good valentine's day and we will see you next time all right bye. bye bye She was a ghost, 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 Dead as my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul. Rip cold, 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 Cause she's a
1: ghost ghost ghost, 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 ghost.